Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with the Lord who holds us up as we pick up in Psalm chapter 145, verse 14. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. The Lord upholds all that fall and raises up all those that be bowed down. Uh, Humble thyself in the eyes of the Lord, he will lift you up. Here are the same ideas here. The Lord raises up all of those that are bowed down. God withstands the proud. He that exalteth himself shall be abased, but he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. The Lord will uphold those that fall. Paul said, Who are you who judges another man's servant before his own master either stands or falls? Yea, God is able to make him to stand. It's so comforting to me to know that in my weakness, God will hold me when I fall. He'll hold me up lest I fall. The eyes of all wait upon thee. You give them their meat in due season. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all of his ways. He's he's gracious. He's full of compassion. He's slow to anger. He's of great mercy. He's good to all. His tender mercies are over all of his works. And now the Lord is righteous in all of his ways and holy in all of his works. Satan is constantly challenging the righteousness of God. How can a God of love Allow children to be born blind. How can a God of love send men to hell? And and all of these concepts that challenge the righteousness of God. The Lord is near to all of those that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of those that reverence him. Delight thyself also in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. He will fulfill the desire of those that reverence him. He also will hear their cry and save them. The Lord preserves all of them that love him, but all of the wicked he'll destroy. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord. Let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. Now the final Psalms are the Hallel Psalms. They begin with hallelujah and end with hallelujah. In the Hebrew, praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. While I live, I will praise the Lord. I will sing praises unto God while I have any being. Put not your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man in whom there is no help. His breath goes forth. He returns to the earth. In that very day his thoughts perish. Happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God, which made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is therein which keeps truth forever, who executes judgment for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord frees the prisoners. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord raises them that are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord preserves the strangers. He relieves the fatherless and the widow, but the way of the wicked he turns upside down. The Lord shall reign forever, even thy God, O Zion, unto all generations Hallelujah. And so these things that he declares concerning the Lord. Happy is the man who has the God of Jacob as his help, who has put his hope and trust in God. For God made the heaven and the earth. He keeps truth forever. 
He executes judgment for those that are oppressed. He gives food to the hungry. He frees the prisoners, opens the eyes of the blind, raises those that are bowed down. Of course, these things are making reference to the kingdom age. For he shall reign forever and ever, even thy God, O Zion, unto all generations. Psalm 147, Praise ye the Lord, or hallelujah, for it is good to sing praises unto our God. It's pleasant. Praise is comely or, or desirable, beautiful. The Lord doth build up Jerusalem. He gathers together the outcast of Israel. He heals the broken in heart. He binds up their wounds. He tells the number of the stars. He calls them all by their names. That to me is just fabulous. I love it. I've been sort of an amateur astronomer from my youth. Always been very interested in the heavens. From the time I was going through college, I went out to the Griffith Observatory every month when they'd have a change of program and, and look at the programs that they offered there at the Griffith Observatory. Always fascinated with the vastness of this universe because it, it just spoke to me of the greatness of the God that I serve. And to learn of the number of stars, it is estimated that there are perhaps as many stars in the heavens as there are grains of sand upon the earth. Some have estimated there to be 10 to the 25th power number of stars, or 10 with 25 zeros tacked on behind it. The Milky Way galaxy of which our solar system is a part is just one of the many galaxies. Outside of us, the next one is the Andromeda galaxy, and, and they're discovering new galaxies all the time. And the galaxies, each of them, contain billions of stars. If you look at the Milky Way on the summer evening out in the desert or up in the mountains, that glow that is in the sky comes from the billions of stars that are in our Milky Way galaxy. Now, he tells the number of the stars. Now, we guess at the number of the stars. It's interesting that when the science of astronomy was first developed, or in the early stages, some of the early scientists stayed up at night counting stars. And some of the early astronomers declared with scientific accuracy that there were 6,126 stars in the sky. And then later, another astronomer who did much the same kind of a thing revised it and said, no, he was wrong. There's 6,232. And, and so the estimates of the number of stars was always very low, in other words, something under 10,000 stars. Until, of course, ability to magnify through the telescope, and we discovered that, you know, the, the stars are innumerable. Well, actually, the Bible said that all along. 
God said to, to, Jake, uh, to Abraham, he said, look up into the heavens. He said, can you number the stars? So shall thy seed be. You can't number them. You won't be able to number them. And God declared that the, the stars were innumerable. And yet God has numbered the stars. As far as man is concerned, we don't know. We guess in a number, 10 to the 25th power. Who knows? It may be 10 to the 50th power. But it's a guess. It's an estimate. But God knows the numbers of the stars. But more than that, he calls them all by their names. Now, the stars that he has called by name, it's not, you know, stars like, hey, Joe and Jim and... Jeff, you know. God said to Job, can you bind the sweet influence of the Pleiades? What about Arcturus? How would you like to guide it through the sky? And he speaks about the bands of Orion and so forth. And, and so God is, is calling them by these fancy technical names. All of the billions of them. The next verse says, great is the Lord of great power. His understanding is infinite. <laughs> it would have to be just to know all the names of all the stars. The Lord lifts up the meek and cast the wicked down to the ground. Again, the idea of exalting the meek. Sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praise upon the harp unto our God, who covers the heavens with clouds who prepares the rain for the earth, who makes the grass to grow upon the mountains. He gives to the beast his food and to the young ravens which cry. He delights not in the strength of the horse. He takes not pleasure in the legs of a man. The Lord takes pleasure in those that reverence him, in those that hope in his mercy. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise thy God, O Zion. For he hath strengthened the bars of thy gates he hath blessed thy children within thee. He makes peace in thy borders. He fills you with the finest of wheat. He sends forth his commandment upon the earth. His word runs very swiftly. He gives snow like wool. He scatters the hoarfrost like ashes. He casts forth his ice like morsels. Who can stand before his cold? He sends out his word and melts them. He causes his wind to blow and the waters flow. He shows his word unto Jacob his statutes, his judgments unto Israel. He hath not dealt so with any nation. And as for his judgments, they have not known them. Praise ye the Lord for God's special work for his people. Psalm 148, praise ye the Lord from the heavens. Praise him from the heights. Praise him all ye his angels. Praise him all his hosts. Praise ye him, sun, moon, the stars of light, the heavens of heavens, the waters that are above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. So first of all, the calling forth for praise unto God by all of his created hosts, the angels, the host of stars and planets and the universe. He also has established them forever and ever, and he hath made a decree which shall not pass. Praise the Lord from the earth, ye dragons and all deeps, fire and hail, snow, vapors, stormy wind, fulfilling his word, mountains, hills, fruitful trees and cedars, 
beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying fowl, kings of the earth and all the people, princes and all the judges of the earth, both young men, maidens, old men, children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is excellent. His glory is above the earth and heaven. He also exalts the horn of his people, the praise of all of his saints, even the children of Israel, a people near unto him. Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song and his praise in the congregation of the saints. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and the harp. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory and let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute the vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron to execute upon them the judgment written. This honor have all his saints. Praise ye the Lord. Now here he mentions of the praising of the Lord in song, in dance, with a timbrel and in the harp. I think that many times our forms of worship get rather stilted and stereotyped. I think that it would be fine to have a variety in our worship and praise. The Jewish people, again, are a very exuberant people. It's such a thrill to go down on Friday evening and watch the young men come down from the upper part of the city from their school and, and come down in their dances before the Western Wall on the beginning of the Sabbath as they hail the coming in of the Sabbath day. Uh, to see them in their worship and their praise, to hear their songs, their chants, and uh, to see them as they praise the Lord in the song and as they praise the Lord in the dance. Now, I am not really advocating some things that I have seen pass off as praise unto the Lord. I do not feel that our praise of the Lord should ever be such that it draws attention unto ourselves. And I have seen many people supposedly praising the Lord, but really they were putting on quite an exhibition that drew a lot of attention to them. And to that I am unalterably opposed. I do not feel that we should ever draw attention to ourselves in our worship or praise of God. I don't think that we should sing in a weird way that causes people to turn and say, wow, who's singing that obligato or whatever, you know. Because it, it takes the attention off the music and on, onto a person who, who may have a, a great operatic voice and something. And, and you may be a frustrated opera star, but uh, when you're singing with the congregation, you ought to seek to have your voice blend with that of the congregation rather than drawing attention to yourself. And, and in our praises unto the Lord, we should take care that, that our praises are such that they do not 
draw attention to me because then what value? Then people are looking at me. Oh, do you see how he can dance? Oh, look how he plays the tambourine, you know. Oh, you know, and isn't he clever and all. And, and the, the attention then is drawn to the person and not to God. So then it, it, the, whole, the whole effect is, is negated if, if I'm really seeking to bring people into a praise and worship of God. And yet I think that there, you know, I think that we, I think that there's a balance and, and we need to find you know, this, this beautiful balance somewhere. I think there is a place for the dance. I think there's a place uh, for the expression of praise to God with timbrels and, and tambourines and, and all. I, I love the, uh, the Jewish folk dances. And I think that they can, they can be very expressive in their, in their praises unto the Lord. I, I love the exuberance of them and all. But yet... Uh, again, maintaining that balance so that as I am praising the Lord, I don't do it in such a way as it draws a lot of attention to me, uh, uh, that I just sort of blend in harmony my praises with those of God's people. And, and there's probably, I don't think that we are in the middle. I think that we're probably a little on the stilted side. And, and, and we could perhaps move a little bit more towards a a more meaningful kind of a praise. I, uh, I'm open to, you know, a, the worship of God in, in other than just sitting and singing choruses or in, in you know, the, the forms that we have followed. And yet, as I say, I, I surely don't. I'd rather be on this side than on the other side of the balance. And that's probably my problem. Now again, the final psalm is an exhortation to praise and to praise the Lord in, in unusual ways as far as we personally perhaps are concerned. Praise ye the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. And then... Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and the dance. Praise him with the stringed instruments and the organs. Praise him on the loud cymbals. Praise him on the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. I love... <laughs> These young men, uninhibited as they are, who have gone out from Calvary and established many different related works around the area. I love the beautiful simplicity of their hearts towards God. There's, you know, they're not all complex and bound up in a lot of theology that has had an effect of stultifying our worship in many cases. And I think that we need to become a little freer in our praise of the Lord, not quite as inhibited as we usually are. We, even if we lift our hands to praise the Lord, begin to feel awkward and think, oh, you know, 
And, and, and we, we are so inhibited in our expressions unto the Lord. And I, and I think that we could be less inhibited and find a, a great blessing. And yet, let all things be done decently in order. And so, uh, as I say, there's a balance. I'm sure there is. And, uh, and I recognize where I am. And uh, the Lord is dealing with me. You just keep praying. We'll return with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study, the book of Psalms, on our next broadcast. As Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible, and we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Psalms 145 through 150 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's the wordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD, and our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today, P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of the Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. Father, we do offer our praise unto you. How grateful we are, Lord, for your word. How sad it is that we have to be exhorted to praise thee, that which should just be spontaneous from our hearts as we think of thy goodness and thy mercy, which endures forever. Thy mercy that we have received, Lord, daily. Oh, how we praise and give thanks unto you for all of your blessings and all of your benefits that you have given unto us, and especially, Father, for sending your only begotten Son, that through him we might have life, and that more abundantly. Now, Lord, just bless your people. May they go forth with praises upon their hearts and upon their lips. We thank you that we are your people, the sheep of your pasture, And that we, Lord, have been called to serve you. Guide us, Lord, in that which you would have us to do as servants of the King. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. Do you want to know a great story about gang members, drug addicts, mental patients, society's rejects, and how God turned their lives around to use them mightily? It's all right here in the book Harvest. Join Pastor Chuck Smith as he tells the story of how God transformed the lives of 10 men to reach the world. 
Read the testimonies of Greg Laurie, Raul Reese, Mike McIntosh, John Corson, Skip Heitzik, and others, and see for yourself that if God can use these guys to spread the gospel worldwide, then God can use you too. To read a sneak preview of the book online, visit thewordfortoday.org or call The Word for Today at 800-272-WORD. I want to encourage you to check it out. This just might be the book to change a life of a loved one or even you. Visit thewordfortoday.org.